electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Friday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. Futures are steady as the December jobs number comes in 145,000, slightly below estimates. Some disappointing wage data, smallest increase in almost a year and a half. Is it payback for November's outsized gain? We've got a cover from top to bottom. Very mild price action in Europe this morning. Ten-year yield does dip down to 183. Our roadmap begins with records, records, and more records. Stocks set for another higher open with the Dow within striking distance of 29K for the first time. Plus, hiring did cool in December, but unemployment, it is still at a 50-year low, and job gains did extend for a record 10 straight years. So what's it going to mean for the growth in 2020? Plus, these damning documents, uh, newly revealed Boeing messages, reveal efforts to manipulate 737 MAX regulators. Today's December payrolls number means 2.1 million jobs were added last year. That's a slowdown from about 2.7 million in 2018, coming in at 2.9 percent year on year, below forecasts of 3.1 on wages. As we said, three month average, Jim, uh, 184 now. uh, And we got some milder visions down to October and November. One of the things that's missing that uh, makes this difficult for me is Boeing. Boeing's such a big part of the GDP, and I don't know which parts. Manufacturing uh, was a uh, little changed in December. I mean, how much that is Boeing? Uh, because everything has to be asterisked, I think. That's how big Boeing is, the economy. And you can't, it doesn't reflect this. I mean, we've got the wrong areas getting more people. We just don't want healthcare to go the way it used to be. Uh, and construction, good, but it's still little change. But where's Boeing? Uh, and we're going to talk about Boeing because I still think it's the biggest story out there. But I, it's freezing a lot of manufacturing. Oh, yeah. Country. Transportation down 10. In fact, all of the gains were from services. Yes. Uh, in, in this print. And that's not what you want if you're this administration from the sense that you're trying to create manufacturing jobs. But I would I think that Boeing explains that manufacturing is actually doing well. But you just can't tell. You can't tell because, geez, anyone who's part of the MAX, and the MAX is just a giant jobs program uh, that makes profit for Boeing, is shut down. And you, you have transportation where transportation is no longer as good as it used to be. That was going up. So it's, it's a number that I think is mass the actual strength in the economy if Boeing was able to go to work. All right. Well, I'll pay more attention to it. Now, going into the print, we should note it was not expected to have much impact on the Fed uh, commentary and really markets, jobs have not been a, a worry for the market look, overall. Look, wages are actually subpar. I mean, if, I, if I'm Jay Powell, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, wow, I am so glad I changed direction. What would have happened if I hadn't changed direction? Uh, yeah. But, no, I mean, to put it in context, we're, we're talking about a three-month job growth average of 184,000. Six months, 189,000, and for last year, 176,000 a month. That's not bad at all. Right. Especially 10 years into an economic expansion. You're okay nine with, years. You're okay with just saying that it's not bad? No. Well, you can't it, say it's you can't say it's not bad. It, it's good. Uh, wow. 
It's just the what? slowest since 2011. Yes, but it's slowing. Well, as you I mean, might anticipate. It, it However, could, you could get a little more concerned about wage growth. Well, but I, I, Lack think, of I think that if you expoing, I think it would have been good. And I like the air. Look, we're starting to see December be good. It's not as important a month as a lot of others, but uh, all the housing numbers are very good. By the way, we've got increasing prices in chemicals, in boxes. Your liner board is up. And then four price increases in steel. So now, I, it's not enough to be worried about inflation, but it says that the industrial economy is good. Uh, but once again, uh, morons and clowns. No, no, clowns and monkeys. 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 Meanwhile, the market is taking it. I mean, the 10 years were more or less sitting right where it was. It's perfect, though. The market itself, as you see, is not really having much of a reaction, which is not atypical. No, but that's... There's the the 10-year note, just sitting there at 185. Well, if you're a guy who likes stocks, or a gal who likes stocks, and you read this stuff, you say, okay, listen, it's still clear sailing. We can continue to buy Apple, which is pretty amazing, but... Keep buying Apple. Uh, yeah, we're going to get to some of that. Uh, Credit Suisse going to 275, which at this point looks conservative. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Just to be bold, some of these people, David, are, were doubters. They right. want to trade it, not own it. David. Stock is 30, 309. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just making sure. Well, they were at 221. No, no, so oh, yeah, they're, no, they, they're, ca- they're playing a little catch up. Uh, they're so talking they about. It's going to fall 40 points. They still yeah. want to see a greater. Um, they still want to see a little bit better numbers before they really get constructive. <laughs> constructive, David. I mean, we're a week and a half into the year. Facebook's up over 6%. Alphabet's up over 6%. And Apple's up over 5%. Did you read Mark Those used to be years. I know. Did you read Mark Zuckerberg? It was a little soul-searching about any, on his post. What are you just making faces? Remember, we do have a podcast. Does that face indicate that you are doubtful? I'm not a that belie- yes, that is correct. You just- Call me dubious. Really? Yes. You don't think that he's trying? No. 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 All those $216 argues otherwise, right? Remember, we were trying to crack 200 and we're past that. Right. Well, can I just say, before we go on, I'm going to take my tie off and give it to David because I'm mortified. This shirt, you can't put a tie on with. This is a morning show. You can't wear a tie with this shirt. No, but this is a morning show involving money. Thank you. Very important day. And what do you like? Playing golf? What is that, like a Vineyard Vine shirt? You're on your, you know... Are you also wearing a sport coat, for heaven's sake? Casual, rich uncle. You're wearing a sport coat. Yeah. I'm wandering into the club. Uh, Very West Coast. Yeah. You're speechless again. One day, okay, you're going to get accustomed (laughs) to this. What did a... Did a clown talk to a monkey to dress you? You know, not everybody has to wear a tie in the shower. I wear a tie to sleep. (laughs) I wore a tie to sleep when I was in Washington. I feel comfortable with that. I do ter- take it off a little. I like cufflinks when I sleep. You are you are a cufflink man, and you got some, you got some winners. Yeah, today's American flag. It's, it's American very nice. flag, David. Very nice. Can you? All right, I'm going to try not looking at him so that I'm not <laughs> thrown off. I'm going to focus on more happen. Friday. I'm trying to see more. A, oh, you know, a little yeah. something casual Friday. Yeah, David. Here, yeah. Here's a piece by Bernstein. SoftBank still the Berkshire Hathaway of tech. It reads like we're in peace. Why don't you do this? Come back to me at ten o'clock, that. okay? I'll give you a full get a tie on this. Okay, Jim, I don't believe a word of this. How's that? <laughs> 
Jim uh, references clowns and monkeys, and it does bring us to Boeing today, uh, releasing hundreds of internal messages that detail employees essentially mocking the FAA and others. In the notes, workers boasted about bullying regulators into approving the MAX without requiring pilots to undergo training on simulators. Concerns were raised about the plane. In a message from 2017, one employee said this airplane is designed by clowns who are in turn supervised by monkeys. Boeing says the messages are unacceptable and don't represent the company we are and need to be. Others said, would you put your family on a max? I wouldn't. Uh, I still haven't been forgiven by God right. for the cover-up I did last year. We think that's referencing yeah. uh, this, this well, regulation. I mean, I think that could be as bad as it gets. I mean, with Boeing and you know, maybe DeFazio, who is angry at them, uh, represented from, from Oregon, from Coos Bay, where Steve Prefontaine was from. Uh, he is, a lot of their fate is in his hands. I would point out that they have said that, that the pilots should use simulators, and it was simulators that they said were you put on. There's obviously uh, some people uh, were making comments that indicated that the culture got wrong. I mean, the culture was rotten. Can you switch culture on a dime? I think that Dennis Molenberg was less in, was didn't necessarily favor everyone having to do the simulation. It looks like the but, simulator was right. There's a number of different things that if you had told me before this crisis began, I would have been very surprised at and that we've learned since then. I mean, Number the, one was the lack of the FAA's actual regulatory authority here and the fact that they were right. self-certifying essentially yeah. so much of this, that they seem to have a lack of any respect for their regulator. Yeah. Number two was this push at the company to continue to try to um, save money at any cost even at the cost potentially of safety, yeah. despite the fact that they're in this duopoly where it's clear their shareholders, now we know, are willing to look to out years no matter what because you know that the, that the orders are going to come. So, Jim, right. why they felt this internal need to push, push, push to avoid simulator time, to anywhere they saw it and potentially well, okay, try to get you this want, thing. All right, here's, when, in some ways, you could argue their shareholder base was more stable than anybody else's we've learned. I, 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 I don't get it. Well, I think that if you had a, a pilot who had flown 3,000 hours, uh, that person didn't want to be on a simulator. Uh, but there are other people who had flown 300 hours, and they definitely need to be a simulator. And now Boeing is saying, listen, everyone should be on it. I'm sure that annoys some pilots, but I think Boeing has to do that. I think what was disturbing to a lot of us was we thought Boeing's culture had been one of the best. It turns out it wasn't, and now they have to make it the best. How quickly can you do it? Do you have to have someone from outside? But they've taken in... Mr. Smith, Greg Smith has taken actions that are so different from what Dennis Smolenberg favored in just a very brief period of time. And well, Calhoun awesome. starts Monday, yeah. the 13th. And all these messages, by the way, have already well, been disclosed to yeah, Congress. I mean, they've, all it was known. they've also said this it was is just known. guys, people at work blowing off steam. Right. You know, and yeah, okay. And we all know you probably well, you, should not be putting things in writing in the sense that people do. But right. No, but they're talking about the culture being not great. And a lot of us felt that it was the pristine, that it was maybe to use a phrase that unfortunately is ill-advised, but it was like the New England Patriots ill-advised because they're not in the, they didn't make it. But I thought it was like Belichick and the Patriots, that they were probably the best there is. And we discovered that they're not, and they want to be. And it, I think it's hard to get our arms around that they weren't. And now we know that they weren't. And how quickly can you change things? How quickly? I know, but that's kind of what the shock is. You would have thought I'm, I know, I'm was totally always shocked. safety first. You sat here for how many years talking about an incredible culture? I feel like a clown and a monkey defending uh, everything. 
I mean, I was defending them more than they were defending I think many themselves. people assume the FAA was, had a much greater role in sort of making right. decisions or at least being involved with them than it actually did. Is there anything you, they could do that would make it so you would not be worried about flying, even though I think that they've done a lot to make it better? I mean, I don't typically worry about flying, so I'm probably not the person to ask. Really? Yeah, I'm still one of those who thinks you had a lot bigger chance of something happening on the ride to the airport. Well, I, I think that's true, but I think that the American public needs to have all of these things happen. So the question is, how quickly can we forget? Uh, we have to have certification here around. We have to have the pilots saying, you know what, I don't really need this, but I'll take the simulation. And then we have to don't want anyone who's I mean, I want to know how many hours a pilot has now flown. Or is there a co-pilot sure. who's 300 and oh, a pilot 3,000? true. I mean, uh, this Tehran uh, crash sounds horrific uh, the way it's beginning to get pieced together. But for, for Boeing's sake, for the sake of the shares specifically, it's important that that is separated from right. the 737. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Boeing stock went up today. The people who have been buying Boeing will say they knew this. Uh, that it's six months away or five months away, and you just have to go buy the stock. I mean, the stock has tremendous support. Yes. And I do think that Calhoun, if he comes in, come in with a very good series of this is not the old Boeing. Which he already so, has in terms of right. opening up lines of communication right. in a different way than his predecessor with the FAA, well, with the customers of the company. There was tremendous stonewalling going on at that company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, when... The company, I think De- Dennis, I mean, this is called as it is. I mean, Dennis was not, not only not a communicator, but when he went in front of Congress and he did not talk about this, he did not say, I'm going to take a pay cut, you know, I don't want to get paid, I, I'm going to change, I'm going to have everyone simulate. That was maybe the single worst moment for Boeing, was his testimony. He was so tone deaf. I, I well, he lost he his was job. Really, well, that, that quote in the journal, uh, his optimism was his strength and his, his optimism was his downfall. That sort of sums a lot of this up. We talk about an, an ecosystem, David. Yes. The Dennis Mullenberg uh, was, I think he was in favor of, of, of cutting corners at Boeing. Boeing. Yeah. And I think that that what did not represent Boeing. I think that's important. I do not think the messages represent Boeing. I do not think the CEO represented Boeing. And I know that you could say, well, CEO always represents. I don't think he did. Okay. Okay. Meaning like, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. Put a time. We're going to get Kramer's Mad Dash countdown to the opening bell on this Friday. We'll talk more about the jobs number. Plenty of corporate news to get to today. There's Grubhub, uh, Lilly. Uh, you got some news on home builders, some more retail tape bombs, and we'll set up banks for next week when we come back. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, time for a uh, mad dash as we end the week of trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. We'll get started with trading, of course, about 13 minutes from now. Amazon is a feature today. I think there's a fabulous report out by Bernstein that rates everything, all the Internet. And I thought that one that stood out because it has not performed as well as the rest of Fang is Amazon. And they're talking about that there are real some headwinds here, uh, that one day shopping by the other guys, by big box retailers there, I'm thinking of Watch. 
uh, is is a problem. David, get this. Shopify could be a problem. And, and basically, they're just talking about the revenue forecast is below for them is below consensus by 2022. So there are people who are worried about Amazon. A lot of people also feel that the other guys, Microsoft with Azure, Google with Thomas Curry and the uh, LeBron James of of the cloud. Right. Here we're talking about right cloud, AWS. Right. Well, so they're saying, Azure, listen, yeah. there are there are you know, you've got competition from some very good companies when it comes to retail and your cloud's no longer owned by them. Uh, the Jedi, by the way, that contract that went, yeah. w- went to Microsoft, that yeah. was very important. The Department a lot of, of Defense underrated. contract. Now, don't forget, they are, uh, they are contesting that. Yes. Amazon is uh, saying that it was unfairly awarded as right. a result of people's belief that uh, the president favored yes. somebody other than Amazon. Well, I, I don't agree with it. I'm just pointing out that it's neutral, but I don't agree with it. I think Amazon is choosing right. to dominate. Not to mention, I mean, to. even today, Jim, there's a story in the journal about their growing ad business. It's still Didn't called like other that? in the in the in the on the uh, income statement. But um, uh, the fire, the Amazon fire stick and the ability there to direct advertisers there. Did you get it? Late? You have it, right? I don't know. <laughs> You don't have a tie, you don't have the fire stick. No. I don't know what to do with you. TVs, you can need them. The shoes? Could you just... The shoes? What are they, hush puppies? What are you, like a hush puppy? I'm I'm talking about Boeing and Amazon, you got hush puppies? I I like these. Look at those shoes. Who's talking about shoes? He's a Rockport. I used to be the spokesperson for Rockport. Who wears black shoes with an olive suit? First of all, it's a Brioni suit. It's worth a lot more than you. I mean, your, your whatever outfit. Anyway, I don't want to get too... F- no, let's not get too far away here. Can you stop focusing on the lack of tie? Fine, I'm going to start having to wear a tie on Fridays. Great. How am I... What do you like? It's like, do you go to today's man, whatever that is, <laughs> men's warehouse, men's factory? I mean, men's... Right. I mean, I guess... Enough, enough. Is, is, was that Levi's? Heismaning you. A reminder, you can always watch us live on Oh, Go, God, you don't want to. You want to be on Sirius XM or else you can't take us seriously. This episode is brought to you by AARP. Ten years from today, Lisa Schneider will trade in her office job to become the leader of a pack of dogs. As the owner of her own dog rescue, that is. A second act made possible by the reskilling courses Lisa's taking now with AARP to help make sure her income lives as long as she does. And she can finally run with the big dogs and the small dogs who just think they're big dogs. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Learn more at aarp.org skills. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you. Like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx Ground is faster to more locations than UPS Ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Jobs number comes in just shy of estimates, but it's really not doing much to derail the hunt for Dow 29K. We're going to look for that when the opening bell rings in just under eight minutes. You're watching CNBC Squawk on the Street, live from the financial capital of the world. The opening bell in just under 
five minutes. Busy day. Jobs number comes in at 145K. We were looking for something closer to 160. And as we mentioned, wages 2.9 is the first year-on-year print without a three-handle since September of 2018. I wonder if this gives the president a chance to say, listen, chief, to the Fed chief, uh, you got to cut again because uh, wage growth is not what we think it should be. Uh, I think it's totally within reason for him to do that, to use this. You want a Fed cut? Yes. I think yes, because the cuts have worked. And I look at the areas that aren't doing well ex-Boeing, and they could all use even further boost. If you go read most of the housing numbers, the companies that report housing, they need uh, still lower interest rates to really get things moving. Uh, But uh, I think that the president would do it. And I think that he can justify it. Let's put it that way. I, I think that these numbers are still fine, but I know how much he wants to be able to have any ammo to say that they have to die. You would admit that's unlikely in an election year uh, when they're sort of on a timeout, right? They've established we're in a timeout, and to reverse I, that at this point would be confusing. I, I agree with you, but I think the president is uh, got a chance here to be able to say to the American people, uh, look, uh, there would be even more jobs created if I didn't have a Fed chief who uh, doesn't pay attention to how little you're making versus what I think you should make. It's a very compelling he argument. He actually has not tweeted at him for a little bit. At least I don't believe he has. Well, I think After he's, the summer, he's a little jammed. Extraordinarily busy uh, attacking Mr. Powell. I think he's jammed. He's got some things on his mind now. Yeah. But I think um, this gives him an opportunity. But you're also talking about, I mean, we've had QE, so to speak. Yes, yeah, big QE. Since October. Right. They can't get out of QE. The balance back continues to expand. Perhaps it will be at its highest level ever if this continues by the spring. Rates are... What do, how many cuts did we have? A bunch, but... I, yeah, three last year. They, they, right. Look, I think that they put in the last... Like, the December uh, December rate increase was so ill-advised. He, uh, and I do think... Look, I think the president looks at wage growth and thinks that... He doesn't think, wow, it's not that inflationary, so the stock market's okay. I think he thinks, why don't they cut? And the stock market will go up anyway. Uh, I do think that the China deal is is going to be a moment to be able to crow. But I think that this is not a crow number. This is a number which says to the president, why can't we cut one more time? Well, you mentioned China. He did say last night in Ohio that the signing might happen on Wednesday, might happen shortly thereafter. We seems odd. Uh, we don't know schedule-wise. Also, these reports- I think it's going to be signed Wednesday. I genuinely do. Right. I think it will be signed Wednesday. And then people are looking at uh, these large China purchases from Brazil in recent weeks, asking th- make people wondering... Are they going to double U.S. buys if they're already taking deliveries from elsewhere? You got that. I think that uh, I recommended Tyson last night because I think they have to buy our pork. But that's just biosecurity. We have it. But I think that that's going to be a flashpoint. Is China going to put its best foot forward by switching soy from Brazil to here? And that said no. But China is quietly buying. Last month they bought a lot of pork. They're out of pork there if they've used the frozen. You know, pork is a staple. The people have to eat. Even the Communist Party in Russia recognize that the people have to eat if you want to keep them happy. Well, yeah, the collectivization of farming, of course, was, uh, you know, something Stalin certainly pushed uh, very hard. You mean the starving time. of Ukraine? And it, didn't work, piece, and it killed. didn't work out particularly well. No, but I do think, look, I, I'm being very, you know, I'm straightforward. They need to come in with more than just a signing, the Chinese. they got to come in with a buy. And I don't know if they're going to. But I do think it's going to be signed the 15th. Well, then what was that all? What was the? What was that all about? What was that what? year and a half and all those tariffs about it? That's 
That's it. Look, the U.S. still keeps a lot of tariffs, and now they have the Chinese come to the table. Chinese are doing things we like, but I need to see a big pork We're going to definitely be looking for that next week when that delegation arrives on Monday. Uh, let's get to the opening bell, S&P 500, at the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board, it's Wyndham Destinations and RCI. It's Vacation Exchange business, celebrating the first year of operation. At the NASDAQ, Casey's General Stores, a convenience retailer in 16 states. Getting a couple more retail touches, uh, Urban, Holiday Concept 3. I, I, they got to push Newly more, and Newly is their rent-the-runway option. Uh, they got to really go and put that thing out there because right the runway is actually stalled because they have so much demand. Newly is a really good option. The, the flagship store is not that good. The fashion wasn't right. Some people got the fashion wrong. Look, who got things right? Walmart, Amazon, Target, Costco, Home Depot. Uh, anybody in the mall, by the way, it's just if you're in a C mall or a B mall, uh, you're just forgotten. Yeah. People are trying to compile. Um J.C. Penney, Urban, oh. Coles, even Six Flags, and this warning about lower attendance. I mean, yeah, in China, they're not getting that. Right, not getting the partnership China in China has been that was going to be the hope. That was the upside. Right. Uh, Cedar Fair doesn't have that problem. It's simple fun. They're doing better. So you don't buy this uh, consumer under pressure no. weak data points. No, yeah. I, I don't think consumers are under pressure. I do think that the consumer just doesn't like. Whatever mall is not that great, including a strip mall, by the way. I, I want to reiterate that Kohl's is embarrassing. Uh, their press releases read as if it was dynamite. David, when you, I'll take you to Kohl's. I can't really? even... I have to? Kohl's? Well, just to get you tied. By the way, friend. we're never going anywhere. Tie. We all know that. You yeah. and I have talked about it for years. Okay, we're we'll go online. Going shopping. We'll go online but, and shop and buy us some clothes. But uh, Kohl's is having trouble, particularly with the no. Tra- they uh, don't have traffic. Apparel. They don't have traffic. Women's apparel. They got wrong, and they had all these initiatives in women's apparel. The Amazon deal. I thought that was supposed to be a savior. I don't want to dwell too much on Kohl's, but when Macy's has an inline number, mm-hmm. you would expect that Kohl's would be a little bit better. You would, uh, but they're not. They're the outlier. They're what, what I would call bad. 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 Okay. They're bad. That's a way to put it. Yeah. I mean, I want to... market seems to agree. Trying to be subtle. Trying to be subtle. They're bad. They could be irrelevant. Like JCPenney has gotten irrelevant. Uh, Sears. Sears. Sears is irrelevant. Shell of its former self. Yeah. I mean, but look, Uh, department stores just went out of style. I'm still betting that Nordstrom is going to be good because it's changing its stripes and has a lot of other businesses besides just the straight old Nordstrom. Chips are working. Uh, NVIDIA did, does get added to City's Catalyst watch list. Also, BAML goes to 300, a street high. Uh, uh, can I just say that sometimes these are embarrassing? I mean, Colette Crest, who's the unbelievable CFO, just gave a, uh, at NVIDIA, gave a talk last week about how gaming's better and data centers get better. What happens? These analysts are talking about how gaming's better and data centers better. I mean, yeah, hello, Colette Crest told us this. It's not early. If you're recommending NVIDIA right now, it's not early. So, uh, someone recommended LAM Research today, LRCX. Maybe we put that chart up. Bam recommended LRCX. This is the second best performing stock last year. And now they come out and say it's time to buy LAM? I mean, you know, ba, ba, ba. Yeah. Poor little LAM. Will you look at that? <laughs> you, were a, you were a LAM fan. Yes, whenever, when Tim Archer came in, he was a disciple of Rick Hill, Uncle Rick, as we call him at home. Did you see? Did you see Norton Lifelock? No. Given a huge special, no, no. big special dividends, Amanda. 
Rick Hill in three months created more value in Symantec than was created in uh, in, in 20 years. Sales was splitting the company, yeah. Now Rick's, remember, he's the chairman of Marvell, and uh, Starboard's there, and people don't like it. They think it, they don't realize it sold Wi-Fi to NXP. People like NXP for getting the Wi-Fi. Are they kidding? It's lower, much lower uh, margin than this incredible stuff they've got in 5G. 5G, by the way, Corvo. And the king of 5G is Skyworks. And people are finally realizing Liam Griffin is finally getting his due. That's because he's in Massachusetts. If he was in the Valley, the stock would be up five, another 10 points. Um, Grubhub is a name that's been in the news this week. Oh. It's been an odd, uh, odd road. For the company. It's down about 7% this morning, our shares of Grubhub. This after you had a Wall Street Journal story a couple of days ago that indicated the company had, uh, was exploring alternatives, including potentially putting itself or had been uh, up for sale. Stock soared on that. And then it took over 36 hours for them to sort of get into the market. The fact that, and this is a statement that uh, came to us as well, that there is unequivocally no process in place to sell the company, and there are currently no plans to do so. It's unbelievable. Um, it was and unbelievable. in fact, they indicate, given what's going on in the sector, uh, that uh, they're very excited about their year and their long-term opportunities and are confident in their organic growth strategy, and in fact think there are going to be strategic opportunities to acquire share this year, okay. Jim. Now, they, you brought up in a tweet, I think it was Monday, this idea of Uber Eats and Absolutely, and Bernstein's. I immediately no- thought that would be an interesting reverse Mars trust deal where you spin out Uber Eats. So it's an RMT. It's tax free. You got to put a value on it. Combine that, that, with that's what's going to happen. I but think. what? That's what's going to happen. I think Uber still seems committed. No, no. Bernstein's note is saying they're backing away a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're backing away a little bit. That they're they're not going to buy. They're not going to stay in things that are not that profitable. It's part of the reason why they like Uber. One of the reasons why I like Uber, David. You should get a banking fee. I mean, right now, right now, they're saying, yeah, I told you so. Even Faber says it. Faber will bless this. Um, it would you know, be they, no, I'm not kidding. There's a lot of investors who think both stocks would rise on that. If it, well, were to it would. Happen, but I don't. I, a, I'm, I'm not saying there's any chance of it. It's simply pure thoughts. Well, your pure is. thoughts is worth about half of what these bankers do. Yeah, well, yeah, it's easy to say. You're right. RMT. It's, into, you're right. It's going to be reverse that would work as a... Uber Eats and Grubhub together make sense to you? Absolutely. It's brilliant. Why? Why? Because the competition in that business is horrendous. As someone who owns a restaurant and a bar, let me tell you, they'll give this stuff away Uh, in terms of our gross margins. So pricing needs to be rationalized. Yes, but you can only do that by having uh, a a slap-happy oligopoly. So you'd rather not see Walmart or Kroger or some of these other grocers. What about Google apparently has got something that they may be working on as well? Another entrant into this area. I, I, I'd be careful if I were Google because I, they're under scrutiny. Like, when's that Fitbit deal going to close? I don't know. Yeah, well, what do you think that's about? Yeah. It's Why isn't that close? It's a small deal because antitrust is fairly Thank you. stringent. Thank you. So I think Google has to be careful. Even for small deals. They do, but I'm not talking about them buying something. I'm talking about no, them organically starting something. I, I mean, it should be good, but I'm just thinking that, actually, ever since Elizabeth Warren peaked, Senator Warren, that whole scrutiny of breaking these guys up kind of went away, didn't it? And then Mayor Pete goes out there and raises a lot of money and starts getting some momentum. Wine caves. Well, uh, and you're going to be talking about uh, biopharma and drug stocks next oh, week. Geez. On a day where Lilly buys this uh, 
chronic skin condition uh, biopharma. Oh, and also, right? I mean, that's got a hyperhidrosis, which is that sweating problem, uh, which is something that Botox does. So we know that our, that Allergan's merging with AbbVie. Uh, this would be a competitor. I think it sounds like another great move by Lilly. Lilly is, the stock's up at 135. There's your lineup for next week, right? Holy cow, I have all those people. I better do so much work. Kristen Peck, by the way, I'm going to get that. That's biopharma. That's biosecurity. David, that's yeah, the pig she story. Just took over as CEO that's the pig story. The other day, right? yeah, you know, she's related to Bob Peck. She's frequent, frequent guest. Closely related. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dr. Cafario, this combination is amazing with Celgene. I told you it would be Emma Wamsley, maybe a person who uh, you should talk more about because she's so interested in in the future of immunotherapy and get, you know offloading these typical consumer products that you may use, David, if you use anything. And then Larry Merlot, obviously CVS which is Aetna, and a lot of people are thinking, are they being able to dodge the bullet, or is the, are they like Walgreens? And I'm telling you, they're not like Walgreens at all. Right. Theranos is what I call Walgreens. Ooh, that's rough. Is it? That's a little rough. All right, Jimmy Chill says, okay, would, maybe that's yeah, over. I would back off from that. That's not really, a, not, that's not really fair. Yeah. Yeah, they may not know exactly how they want their business You're right. to go right. Now. You're right. I'm going to be choosing a different. You know path. what? I'm going to retract but that but because of my attaching them to a fraudulent. Company. Okay, a, a jumbo chill takes that one back. There you go. We should mention the Cudlow's on the tape, uh, saying oh. that the translation of the China deal has been authenticated, and yeah. that everything is completely in place. I think Jan 15 is going to be a very big day. Uh, I do think today, by the way, it's, there's kind of enough is enough feel to some of these stocks. I mean, the Facebook pushes are remarkable and they're not yeah. working. The Alphabet pushes are remarkable. It's not working. Maybe people are saying, you know what? It's Friday and I've had enough. I can't just keep buying these things, uh, which would be welcome. We didn't mention GE, David. I thought you had something about GE and Boeing. GE not making the numbers. Tusa. Right. Tusa. I'm not. Yeah. What? Tusa's been negative for too long. Oh, you think he's just an he's now an asterisk? No, he's not an asterisk. You got to pay attention to him. Um, something we haven't paid a lot of attention to that I wanted to briefly hit Xerox on. HP. No, no. no actually, that I'm going to go somewhere you don't expect. That was Thank a joke. You. Okay, is music, music, huh? streaming, Live Nation. No, well, Live Nation was interesting with the DOJ and the Ticketmaster deal, of course, and the consent decree and the fact that they still seem to be strong-arming various arenas and things like that. Remember, no, we're, we're on air I'm right talking, now. I'm talking about Nielsen numbers on streaming, which shows that the music industry has become more and more profitable again after years when it was a horrible business. Wow. Um, remember, of course, there was a period of time when it was people were stealing. Remember the first Steve Jobs, those first ads, Rip It, and yes. remember, and how the music industry he reacted rolled, to he that. He rolled them. <laughs> All the people who were using those yeah. um, those sharing uh, sites okay. to steal music that ha- that ended with streaming. And yeah. the numbers from Nielsen are pretty interesting. Total album equivalent consumption of fifteen percent. Total album uh, sales. Uh, digitally uh, 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 down, I'm sorry, total album sales down 20%. On-demand streaming up 29.3%. That's amazing. You know, people don't know that. That's really glad you brought it up because they thought the only real money to be made was in the concerts. And album sales while uh, continue to be down. You know what's up, which is just funny, and Carl liked this too. Physical album sales, LPs. Vinyl? 15%. Vinyl? Wait, no, down 15%. Yeah, what are you, sorry, that's wrong. Sorry, down. Oh. 15%. Hmm. I, oh, no. Vinyl oh, LP sales. Oh, thank you. Up 14.5%. When we come back from our commercial Vinyl break. Vinyl is up 14.5%. Okay, JBL. Physical album sales Harman, Harman has. People like Har- their old records. Harman has a new turntable. I, I did ask Polly Wall on the other day. David, 
I'm going to get you a new ter- new. I have I'm going to get. I have a turntable. Yeah, but yours is left over from yes. when you were in I college. Have, and I bought it a few years ago, and I like listening yeah. to my old records on it. They have, you and know, vinyl is much better. Still buying new vinyl on it. There's more yeah, amplitude in the sound. It's um, absolutely. Uh, the guy. But, to, to the, take the, this to, yeah, to the stock that. market, let's okay. not forget, at the end of the year, Tencent signed this deal to acquire 10% of UMG, Universal Music Group, owned by Vivendi. They have the right to go up to another 10% by 2021 at the same enterprise value. That was an important deal. Huge Chinese company, Tencent, yes. buying into that. Warner Music's private. Sony, obviously, is part of Sony Music's part of Sony. Um, but these are... Good times, uh, to a certain extent, for the music industry once again. You know, reflected I, to some extent. The Vendi stock prices moved up, but you know there was expectation perhaps they'd sell even more of Universal Music Group. In fact, some had thought perhaps even the whole thing. But they did do that ten cent deal to lock in a, an overall price. Um, just wanted to get get on the record on on music. I think and Spotify, of course, is the leader in streaming. We can take a look at that. The direct to uh, the direct listing of some time back now has fared yeah. okay. I, I've had uh, dinner a bunch of times with Lars, Lars U- Ulrich from Metallica. Yeah. And he said that the only money, I happen to love Metallica, but that's because I don't mind having loud music mirrors. Uh, but he, he was saying for years that the only money that could be made was in concert. And he, of course, makes, does a lot of concerts. This is a change, David. I'm glad you brought this up because Lars has told me the industry's dead. The industry's not dead. No. And Lars is a visionary, by the People way. People have stopped stealing. They're all subscribing. And now right. streaming is by far the most off-listened to way. People are not buying point. albums and listening to this. Everybody's streaming. It's great. Somebody data. made a list last night of the, the artists that are on tour this year. Elton, Ozzy, Chicago, Leonard Skinner, Ringo Starr, Eagles, Aerosmith, Sticks. The I mean, live and merchandise dead. is still where it's at. Yeah. I always thought that I covered the plane crash where Leonard Skinner died. And then they're back. I mean, it's kind of science fiction. Well, I know the latest is going to be representations of the artists. Right. Digital the representations. Hologram. The holograms. Yeah. Remember, that's Jensen Wong. You can create Mozart if you want to. Inference, David. At the Queen Chips concert, the- they had Freddie Mercury in a oh, hologram. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it was better than the actual concert. Black Mirror. Uh, obviously a little choppy action here at the Open, uh, but we're up seven points on the Dow. Let's get to Bob Bassani, Bob. Yeah, we're all going to be living in the digital future, representations of us. Uh, we tried to get to 29,000. We knocked right on the door of it for the Dow. It's faltered a little bit. We've come back. Uh, I think the important thing is uh, the, the risk on trade still still out there. Uh, Emerging markets still strong. China, these have been strong all throughout uh, 2020 so far. Semis on the upside. Banks, you know, yields have faltered in 2020. We're not going up anymore in the yields. And uh, oil's below $60 again. So uh, these two trades, the banks and energy, uh, showing some signs of aging, getting a little long in the tooth. The question is, We've moved up a lot. Is this peak bullishness or not? It's not clear, but we've got very narrow equity leadership. We've been talking about this all week. I'll show you some examples. And that makes me very nervous. 18.5 times forward earnings on the S&P for the multiple. Uh, That's near where it's the highest level it's been in in 20 years. Maybe not the peak, but it's near 20-year highs. That's that's an issue for the markets overall. Just take a look here about, I know we're not at 29,000, but there's a very, very narrow group of stocks that are moving the markets forward. Apple... Uh, of the last thousand points, Apple is 308, 182 for United Health and Goldman. Put it to, put it together here, and you know you've got an enormous number of uh, uh, two thirds of the gains in the in the Dow in the last thousand points is three stocks. You throw in McDonald's and Visa, like four other ones, and seven stocks are essentially all 1,000 points of the game. That's very narrow leadership overall, and it's even worse in the S and P 500. Remember, we're up one point. Uh, 
2% so far this year. Well, look at what's going on with some of the other stocks in the S&P 500. So Amazon, Apple, for example, is up 5% so far uh, this year. Put up uh, the next one, Apple. Microsoft's up 3%. Uh, Google's up 6%. Uh, Amazon's up 3%. Facebook is up 6%. The top five stocks in the S&P 500 are just killing it. They're just killing. They're way outperforming the overall S&P. And this is why the S&P is getting pushed up so much. You want to be careful. This is what narrow leadership starts to look like when the market starts getting very, very frothy at the top. So what's next? What happens now, so we've got the jobs report, maybe a little bit disappointing on the, the terms of the wage growth, but overall it was roughly in line. Remember, the 90% confidence level on the jobs report is 110,000, plus or minus. That you could drive a truck through these estimates. So this is roughly an in-line report. It was good enough for the market. The question is, is it is the decent information really enough to move the market forward with this level of frothiness? January 15th, the president said we'll have the trade deal. The 29th, we'll have the Fed meeting. Uh, it, it's going to be difficult to move forward and spark investor enthusiasm with this basically good news at this point because the market's so expensive right now and that's the issue what will it get my opinion is it's going to be the earnings revisions positive or negative that's going to be the market mover in the next several weeks david back to you okay bob thank you bob sunny uh over there at our, our pod guys you know what uh, was 20 years ago today anybody have any guesses 20 years ago yeah, today i think it was like time warner aol <laughs> You're not going to surprise us on yeah, this one. Yeah, I know. No. Uh, yeah, it was. In fact, uh, the uh, announcement of uh, AOL's acquisition of Time Warner 20 years ago, of course, it was the largest acquisition of all time and stunning in so many different ways uh, in terms of an upstart, so to speak, of buying, buying the... Um, the assets of an old-style media company, the merging of the two. We kind of know how it ended up, but this was the day in question when we had Jerry Levin, the CEO of Time Warner, and Steve Case, the CEO of AOL, join us uh, on air. Give film. 80% of the cash flow of this combined company will come from your company, and yet your shareholders will own only 45%. Why were you willing to sign off on a deal? Oh, well, pretty clearly, you know, if you looked at last Friday, the market cap of AOL was twice the size of uh, Time Warner. Uh, I have made a judgment, which I I believe to be correct, that going forward, the Time Warner shareholders will be much better off owning 45% of AOL Time Warner than 100% of Time Warner. It was poor judgment on the part of Mr. Levin. It was only three years later that we debuted our first documentary ever here at CNBC. I called it The Big Heist. It was just based on sort of reporting that we had done on the end of the biggest deal of all time, only three years later. It was billed as the deal of the century. Now it may be remembered as the steal of the century. And the only thing still left standing tall may be this new fixture of the New York City skyline. Good evening, I'm David Faber. Welcome to The Big Heist. It's been three years since America Online stunned the business world by announcing it was buying Time Warner. In that short time, AOL Time Warner has lost nearly $200 billion of its shareholders' money. When this building, the company's new headquarters, is completed, few believe the sign above its entrance will still include the letters AOL. Wow. They don't even, wow. They're not even there anymore at all. Of course, Isn't Warner's a part of AT&T. AOL, so to speak, is a, it's a part of Verizon. Uh, and uh, they've all moved to the Hudson Yards. That's by far not the biggest 
building anymore either. Oh, that's incredible, David. You were spot on, and it's interesting to remember that was the peak of that particular year. It was. It was. In fact, it was only a couple of months later that the NASDAQ hit its then all-time high uh, after that incredible deal. Amazing to think it is 20 years ago. By the way, Levin didn't have a tie on then. Yeah. Well, you switched. Yeah. Uh, and Case did. I re- we actually made, I remember making note of that because you're like, hey, wait, Silicon Valley guy's got the tie on. Look, David Mons- Monsanto, buyer Monsanto. Yes, one of the worst of Would all you, time. Will you put together this the list? still got to go right at the Snapple. top in terms of the destruction of shareholder so? value. Uh, Nextel and... Um, oh. What, uh, Sprint next? What? Yeah, Sprint, Sprint next. Nextel. Yeah, that was Sprint next. That was a horrible too. deal. Horrible. You, could put, you could do a book or a special on that, on all the bad deals, and be fun. People would love it. I know, um, but you're right. The latest entrant is is definitely uh, Byron Monsanto. This terrible, bad. terrible deal in terms of destruction of but value. The Uber but this one was this one stands alone but you because it was the largest and it was a shock. But you don't you see know. that level of hubris anymore. There just isn't. People just don't do. No. Like, I think this is an unbelievable They don't. don't. They don't do take it. the kind of risks that Jerry Levin took there. Of, uh, maybe it's because of... Um, maybe in part know, because of what YouTube. happened. Because of YouTube. We can play it and say, look, what a chump that, what a monkey, and what a clown that guy is. He actually uh, he justified that market value that we all know now was, uh, was one that should not have been. No. Yeah, uh, look, I'm looking at a list of other candidates. Kmart, Sears, uh, News Corp, look, MySpace. I mean, nothing uh, on this nothing scale. Nothing on that right, scale. Right, right. Nothing yeah. even HP Compact. that scale. Initially, Kmart, Sears, Eddie did a great job. He sold, he managed to bag Home Depot with that property, and you know, he got that Sears up to like 100 companies never figured out a way to get anything really done in terms of melding their cultures. And again, three years later, it was over, and they were... Moving on, 20. Dick Parsons was taking over and starting to get rid of things, and then Bucus accelerated it all. Bucus, he is one great American. Yes, he is. By the way, be sure to check out our podcast. Jim reminds you every day that we have one. You can listen to the opening bell hour of Squawk on the Street wherever you listen to podcasts. Dow's up 19. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. There's a piece today by Deutsche Bank. This is, L Brands was horrible, you know, Victoria's Secret. They say, so bad, it's good. Upgrade to buy. Uh, this is maybe, Leslie Wexner, please recognize that you've got to make one more big move. Um, I think it's bottoming. I think that's important. I think uh, Bed Bath is bottoming. It was jammed down by shorts, 50% of the float. So you're starting to get L Brands, Bed, uh, Bed Bath, it's so bad, it's good. It's going to be a next theme for the next three months. Yeah. So bad, it's good. Upgrades of Macy's and LB this so week. So bad, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Now, Kohl's is so bad, it's, it's bad. bad. So I'm trying to rationalize that. But this is a very important piece because L Brands has dropped 50 points, and it's horrendous. Right. Are you interested at all in 29K, what that means? No. 20, uh, 30 points away here. I mean, I think the president's going to be able to crow about it because he loves the Dow. I think we feel that the Dow's old-fashioned, but I know that it still makes the headlines. Although, not, you know, we used to be on the front page of, like, the New York Times. We're never going to be on the front page of the stock market. They just don't talk about it. Well, uh, maybe 30,000? We? The stock I mean, market is a we? I don't know. Yeah. Remember we're, 99, we were, yeah, as a network, as financial press in that's general. That's what I mean. Yes. Yeah, and now we don't even wear ties. It's unbelievable how the mighty have fallen. Yes. I have big guests tonight. You, I'm sure I have you Lisa Gill is going to outline the J.P. Morgan conference. That's incredibly important. I've got Parsley, Matt Gallagher. Parsley, a lot of people feel they're going to make a deal. Uh, I don't think so. And then Mobileye. Uh, geez, whatever happened to autonomous driving? What happened? 
We got to talk about that. Still a promise. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. FedEx Ground service is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively, FedEx. 